shut up. I've turned myself down because fucking Eric in the uh, control studio is just yelling at me all the time. So if I'm quiet, it's not my mm. fault. It's producer Eric's fault. He is autistic. Um, yeah. For, for listeners not here aren't in the know, producer Eric is our token diversity hire. Uh, he's basically got more or less everything wrong with him. Uh, he's uh, autistic. Um, he identifies as the letter A. Um, yeah. There's a lot wow. wrong with Eric. Um, it's, we, yeah. There's a lot it's, right with him too. He gets us on the air. So cheers, Eric. Yeah. Get, yeah. Wow. My coffee tastes like shit. What's yours like? Uh, I don't drink coffee, so I'm good. I mean, mm. from my angle where I sit in the studio, I can see the coffee pot and, um, you know, peek behind the curtain. Eric literally shits in the coffee pot, so that might explain the taste. Eh, mm. maybe. I guess he figured you're into it. I mean, you're always mushing your smashed pumpkin butthole against the glass. Mm into yeah. the uh into the sound room but uh, i guess starting, he misinterpreted i'm starting to regret encouraging eric um wow anyway our listeners did not tune in to hear our you know you know our, tr- our troubles our troubles they, no they, they came here what to did, hear about what, the glory of music yeah what did they tune in for this week carl fang is the third studio album by the punk rock band the distillers following the underground success of their second album sing sing death house the distillers signed a major record label deal with sire records written and recorded amidst a amid, amid, amidst written and recorded amidst a period of intense media controversy surrounding the band's front woman, Brody Dahl. Dahl? How do you say it? You know, you're the fan. Uh, I think it's Dahl or Dale, but we'll just go with Dahl. Uh, Brody. Coral Fang was seen as a conscious effort to distance the band from their California scene uh, origins following Dahl's divorce from rancid frontman Tim Armstrong and featured uh. a more diverse sound, primarily influenced by grunge. Coral yeah. Fang received positive reviews and was a moderate commercial success, charting at number 97 on the US Billboard 200 and, num- and what number 46 on the UK album charts. Who gives a shit about the UK anyway? I mean, oh, you know. They gave us tea and the queen. Yeah, well, that's it. Well, the queen's dead now, so half Long live the gone. king. Yeah. No one cares about the king. Uh, the, the distillers toured heavily in support of the album throughout 2003 and 2004 with appearances at Lollapalooza and at the Reading, Reading and Leeds festivals. Mm-hmm. Uh, following the tour cycle's conclusion, the distillers started to fracture due to exhaustion and Dahl's worsening addictions to crystal meth before ah. ultimately breaking up in 2006. Coral Fang is the band's only major label studio album, and that's all I've managed to copy off of uh, Wikipedia. Of Wikipedia. Thank you, Wikipedia. That yeah. is the, the encyclopedia of the people. 
yeah yeah so you're 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 a distillers fan you 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 picked this album i did pick this album um i don't know where do i begin do we begin with with how i found it i suppose uh here and television yeah here in good old new zealand we're quite a long way from the punk scene of california yeah uh uh we used to have a tv channel called juice you children of the 90s remember juice tv mm-hmm. uh and uh, they used to play it. it's mtv without all the bullshit essentially a music television channel that plays music, music right mm, fucking imagine that mm. and anyway uh in the 2000s this is you know i want to say it would have been i don't know let's go 2016 so way way past when they were done could we get the less boring version of this no fuck i'm always boring you just read off wikipedia for two minutes so it's more dick. interesting to listen to you <laughs> go we're in new zealand and then 20 years ago on music television <sighs> fine i'll give you the short version I saw the Hunger music video, liked it, bought the album. Now it's in my top 10 albums of all time. I give it a 10 out of 10. Fuck you, Dan. You finished the episode. Jesus Christ, someone's a bit testy. <laughs> hey, I got a leak in my roof. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, unfortunately, a 747 has crashed into the mm. west wing of your uh, palatial mansion, taking out almost uh, I mean, one twelfth of the west wing. It's don't belittle me dan it's the west west wing okay just don't make my my mansion seem smaller than it really is it's the west west wing really you go to the west wing and then there's a wing off to the west there is a wing a west go further to the west in my western wing and that puts you in the west west wing so and that's where I have seven crashed into yeah, the west, honestly, west wing of your mansion the, the and west, took out west almost wing one twelfth of the roof. Yep, and directly into my room full of Adam West memorabilia. So the wing on the west it took out west all the wests I had in the west west wing. I'm 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 livid. I'm livid. I, I hope you. I, I understand there was two hundred and seventy-seven souls who perished in the crash. I, I, I only hope that you're suing the families to recover some of the costs. I, I mean, I think they were quite overweight and they contributed to the plummeting of the plane. So yes, Probably. yes, I will be. Probably. Well, they can't get away with this. Like, I mean, you can't just crash into someone's house, no. die in flames, and, with- and then expect not to pay a bill. And that's it. And with the kind of money that we pull in from this podcast, every every court's going to go with uh, yeah. with uh, what I need. So your teams of lawyers are obviously going to yeah, absolutely get their pounds worth of revenge here. Mm. Mm. Disgusting people! Like I'm sick of these poor people crashing planes into rich people's perfectly nice houses and, yeah, and just I mean, we... waltzing away. To the group, you know their deaths just thinking they got away with it it's it's yep. got a wind we spend copious amounts of money purchasing land in the far reaches of society surround ourselves with high walls to get away from these people get away from these filthy peasants and they just oh let's get on a fucking international airplane and 
get closer to uh, uh, the Fuckers. west west wing is gone makes you sick it's <sighs> the distillers what do you think dan do you i mean it goes without saying that Brody dahl is well was well still is quite the attractive specimen uh we mm. i can say that as a red-blooded I mean... male i associate as a male i identify as a male i think she's a hottie <laughs> You identify? Yeah. Does anyone else identify you as a male or is it just you? It doesn't matter. It's it's all personal now. Like um yeah. it's all just, just about attention seeking. So okay. um I want Ooh. attention, so I'm just normal. Yeah, well you know? obviously I come from the woke perspective. Long term listeners of the mm. show will know that I am probably one of the most woke people on this planet. Well, you're definitely awake. Yeah. For sure. Sometimes. And and you know, I, I personally always do find it offensive when women are belittled down to just their appearance and you know their talent as a creative person is overlooked. But that I'd, said, I'd... I think we can agree that Brody Dahl knows how to wear a pair of fucking tight pants, doesn't she? Like she can she knows what she's doing. <laughs> well, it's I mean, it would be offensive to the pants community to not wear them as well as she does. Um, and, yeah. you know, just to clarify for your royal wokeness, uh, yeah. she's hot and also fucking talented. So she's, you know, apart from the, and those what I just discovered, the meth addiction, mm. it's important to know how to wear pants. Yeah. Um, and sing like a motherfucker. Though... You're addicted to math. It's important to know how to wear mat pants. Is, what, is that what you said? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I don't know. You, if that's what you took from it, then yeah, perfect. Okay. So um, <laughs> I, I've, I've heard um, the opening track of the, of the album uh, a few times because you, like, you come around to my house and boss me. And, and tell me I have to play that song. <laughs> uh, I have to and, go to your fucking hovel of a house, yeah. And I want to cheer myself up by playing some distillers. Yeah, and, you know, obviously, once we wipe down the plastic and you sit on the couch and, you know, mm. we watch a bit of distillers. And, yeah, it's the first thing you notice is Brody Dow knows how to wear the shit out of a pair of pants. Absolutely. When she walks past the camera in that video, and it kind of looks like she's got pink bottoms to the pants, so it looks like she's not wearing pants from below a point, like she's just sort of wearing mm. high underpants. It's really a great moment in music video history, really, isn't it? Well, plus the, um, you know, the jam and guitars and sweet music that's playing, yeah. It's um, but look, first I'll, you notice the, the bottom, don't you? Obviously, that's well, that's that's, that's the, the first thing in the shot crunch. in the music video. But to to move things on to the people that want to hear about um, our opinions on music in this podcast, uh, I think this is a fucking superbly produced early two thousands pop punk record that rivals fucking Nevermind for its awesomeness. What say you, Savage? Well, the first time I listened through to it, because it's the first time I listened to the album, I thought yeah. a lot of it just sounded like 
the same. Like very much one song blended into another. And then the uh-huh. hunger came on, and that's a really good song. That kind of stands out, like it's got a different tempo. And during the course of the week, I had plenty of time to listen to the record because you obviously, um, you know, had a plane crash Actually, into the west west wing. Yeah, of, the west west wing. This episode was yeah. delayed. Mm. Um, I listened to it quite a bit, and it, it really grew on me. And um, I started the song started uh, dividing up, and I could hear each one as their own thing. Whereas before, when I first mm. listened to it, it was a bit of a it's one yeah. thing over and over. And, and no, really enjoying it. There's not really a bad track on it, is there? No, um, there is not. Cranks along, and uh, she's got a great voice. Uh, it did appear to me in the beginning that the band would change key, and her singing did not. Um, <laughs> but um, it all it's sounds fun. fine. Yeah, no, enjoyed I, it. Solid album. I had a very similar experience. So I saw the hunger. That was my gateway drug and i was like fuck this song's great why haven't i heard of this band looked them up started listening to them and my first listen to the album i really liked the hunger like i thought that that was just super quality and then when i listened to the rest of it much like you i was like oh it's like a wall i didn't really get into it the first maybe you know two or three listens i was like i get it punky but it was too i felt too rough you know or something like that and then it just kind of creeps in. It gets under your skin. The hooks, you start picking them up. There's lots of shit going on in the background. It's dense. I think it's a... Yeah. Yeah, and it takes I think a it's few a banger. lessons, I think. Yeah. And I Before you had really had that in start hearing time. the melodies, it yeah. know, takes a few listens. Yeah. It gets under your skin or, you know, the earworms dig their way in, like in Wrath of Khan. And... uh then you just listen to it on repeat. Like I put this album on all the time. This is probably one of my top go-tos when I'm driving around the country. Put the distillers on, crank it up, and just let it play. It's all quality. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, Coral Fang, I found out, was a euphemism or a uh, metaphor. You know what that metaphor is? Uh, it's not a simile, which uses the word like, but... Uh, yeah, I think I'm aware of what a metaphor could be. Do go on. Yeah, but do you know what coral fang is a, a oh, metaphor um, for? I don't know. Meth addiction? Penis. A penis? Mm. A coral fang? Yeah. I mean, I get purple-headed womb ferret. That's a good metaphor for a cock. Uh, that didn't fit on the album cover, obviously. <laughs> No. but um, then when i read that and then i heard, listened to the song again and it's all about digging in and getting inside you and coral fang getting inside all you. all right yeah. well see i learned something so on my next listen i'm gonna get that you yeah, know thinking about cock this album just well i'm i'm very rarely not thinking about cock we know this um hmm. But yeah, now see now the next time I listen to it, I'm just gonna it's another level, another layer of the onion that is as coral a, fang. As a woke person, I really like identify with a woman's voice talking about a penis inside of her. Mm-hmm. Well that's not woke, that's just a chick talking about a dick being in her. It's oh. kinda normal. 
That's as straight as it comes, Dan. Woke <laughs> would be if, if, if that dick black. was attached to a guy dressed in a dog costume. Something like that. Okay. While putting her fingers in a toaster. Yeah, we get up to a lot of weird shit, don't we? I mean, wake folk, mm. you know, putting on dog collars and walking up the street with that bouncing. Yeah. But it's all okay. It's all okay. No judgment. It's all okay. One world, one spirit, one people. Namaste. Yeah. yeah. Fingers uh, in a toaster. Yeah. There was a lot of controversy with this. Uh, she was, I found out she's Australian. She's from Melbourne. Yeah. And yeah, she was uh, sexually abused as a child. Apparently there was a, a settlement where she got some money and she moved to LA when she was 16. Hmm. And she met Tim Armstrong, singer of Rancid, and he was 30 and they started getting it on. And uh, they mm-hmm. got married two years later. And uh, seems like he's a bit of a whiny prick. And uh, she finally got rid of him and said he's a baby. And he went around bad-mouthing her everywhere, telling people not to listen to her. And he used a lot of his influence to kick her out of the punk scene in California. Oh, Tom. Apparently, people complained about this album because it wasn't punk enough. And Tim Armstrong had a lot of lot to say about uh, a lot of bad things to say about her and running her down. And punks didn't like. Well, if it was too punk, there's no chance of it being a hit. You know, I guess they wanted to go. They wanted to pull a Nevermind. They wanted to go slightly more mainstream. And you can tell it's it's not mainstream, mainstream. But you can Rancid tell they were trying. Their mainstreamy hitty songs, they don't they? Black I don't remember. I don't shoes, know Rancid tie, at all. Black socks. Boys, no good. That was that hit they had. Very catchy kind of. I don't know. Walking baseline song. Oh, I can't remember. Oh, well, maybe a I future like episode. I don't know Rancid at all. Apparently, uh, he was an alcoholic and a bit of a weirdo, and she finally got rid of him, and she was on meth, and then she hooked up with. Josh Holmes from uh, oh Josh Prince of the Stone homie, Age. homie, Home yeah right, Homer, whatever. She had a um, she's had she's kept her career going post uh the Distillers. So they're back together now. I I think I saw they did like a Christmas. Gig. They did a lockdown uh, special. Yeah, and, that's uh, it. Did a tour together and. She did a couple of other bands in between. She did a solo effort and another band called Spinnerette. I was looking at. Yeah, that's it. And they had, they sounded a lot like Queens of the Stone Age. I thought Spinnerette. Okay, and really checked. Not bad. Out. Yeah. yeah, they got a few good tunes. Um, it's all kind of poorly produced though. You know how I um, you might not know, but I don't like much. I'm quite fussy when it comes to production. Um, like Radiohead albums, I can't. Their later albums I can't listen to because their drum sound sucks. But Spinnerette was, yeah, there was something about the, I don't know whether it was the mastering or the mix, but there was lots of like uh, clipping and poor sound to it. So I found it hard to listen to. But good songs, but then badly released, which I hate. What did Radiohead do to their drum sound? Is it still real drums? Is it all like no, no. Well, you know and... they they say it's a real drummer, but it's all it sounds overly digital, and I just can't handle it. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Some people love it. People keep telling me, "Oh, try this later Radiohead album. I'll try it." Yeah, no, they I haven't had it. a hit in decades. Let's face it. it. Did they ever have one? 
Uh, I seem to remember OK Computer. We did a review of that and all the hits. On did it have hits though? Did it have hits? Paranoid. Hey, that was a good album. I don't remember Paranoid Android making number one. Maybe it got. Uh, well, I was, well, it was played everywhere. I don't know if it was number one. Yeah, true. All right, oh, let's call that a hit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, this. Uh, I think this one kicks off like, as soon as you drop the needle, as they say. Kick off on track one, which is uh, "Drain the Blood." Straight into it, like yeah, it doesn't fuck here, around. I like it. No pussy here, songs. Yeah, here we are. Here's our guitar tone. Here's our sweet drum and bass, and here's our screamy guttural lead singer. And oh, she's oh, got she, a great she's, voice. Yeah. She's like a better Courtney Love. You know what I mean? She's like a Courtney Love that isn't shit. Yeah, and yeah, is actually like, hot. Yeah, like a Courtney love that didn't murder her husband. No, wait, that rumoured. Yeah. Sorry, got to put that in there. I don't want to lose the the West Wing. It's like an attractive Courtney love with talent. Yeah. Oh, we'll go with that. And a method addiction, though. It is Courtney love, which is another bonus. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, she's a meth addict, but it's still better, isn't it? I guess. Um... And then it just keeps going. Like, first track, you play it, it's, you know, bram, here's a statement. And then it's straight into the next song. Like, it doesn't it doesn't even, like, let you breathe too much between tracks. It's just straight into the next one. Dis- Dismantle Me, track two, kick straight in. Another solid rocker. They don't, yeah. Like, they don't really let their guard down much until the hunger. It's where, like, as you said, tempo drops, style changes. But it's not a pussy song either. It's just a. It's not a pussy song. It's just a. No. It's moody. It's moody. It's a nice, nicer song, but it's moody and it goes goes hard, goes hard in yep. places, doesn't it? It does. It's um. This is a great album once you learn it. If you're a if you're a car singer, to just you know rip your own lungs out trying to scream along, it's that's what it's about. I, I learnt the lyrics to one of the songs. Hmm. Yeah. You remember the one that goes. Argh. Oh, that's all of them, isn't it? <laughs> no, it's the third one. Okay, the third one. The fourth uh, one goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it sounds different. so good. Quite yeah, different. it's. I still can't believe you never made it. Mm, well, a lot of people tell me that. <laughs> but you know what? If I had to be, if I had to be real fair about this album just to get to the nitty-gritty i love it from start to almost finish death sex which is the last song which is essentially what i think should have been put on as a remember back in our day when they used to have secret songs on cds you'd have you know 20 minutes of silence and then a song would start that's what i think death sex it's hard to say should be because uh, it's just a wall of guitar noise and, you know, like they're smashing their instruments and trashing the studio. Uh, but other than that, everything's fucking A-plus for me, which the thing is, is like, is, as a guitar player myself, and I think you'll agree with me as another guitar player, um, the that sort of wail of wall of soundy, you know, guitars gnashing, 
there's a bit of skill in doing that because when you're actually gnashing your guitar and just being stupid on it, it doesn't sound like that at all. It just mm-hmm. clack, yeah. clack, you know. So there's a bit of um, I always kind of wonder how they make those noises exactly because yeah. it's not random. That's it. It's like it's well put together. Like the more listen, I kind of like it, that last song anyway. I think it's a good finish. Just clack, boom. Yeah, just make some noise. That's it. Uh, to go with your wall of sound, yeah, the guitars are separated enough. You can hear what's going on. Like there's there's a lot of noise coming out of this band. I think it's two guitars, the bass, drums, and the singer, right? And it's yeah. it's full on. But then when you like when you really listen to what's going on within that wall of sound, there's heaps of backing harmonies, vocal wise, little guitar lines. There's heaps going on, and it it sort of it draws you in. It want it it forces you to listen again and again. It's like, oh fuck yeah, there. She's got that. It sounds dumb, but it's good. oh, there's a counter melody there, and oh, I like the harmony here. Where you don't hear that the first time. The first time you just hear her going, wah. It's great. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of stuff like early Green Day or something. That was pretty like four chords and three chords in the truth kind of an album but you mm. actually listen to this you hear that oh, they're jamming on the fifth and then they're going from a fifth to a fifth and resolving to the one and da, 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 da. Mm. You know, there's actually a bit of someone knows what they're doing in the band oh absolutely but, and there's a lot of there's a lot taken from the nirvana songbook as well you know where they'll start where she's starting in, the, in her low register to sing the first couple of verses and then I don't know whether the band kicks up or they stay the same, but just go distorted or louder. And then she adds her screaming in, you know, like it's, there's yeah. definitely uh, roots shared between there's the thought, two albums. There's thought gone into the arrangements and it's well put hmm. together. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I reckon this, this should have been, when did you say it came out? 2003, I think. Two. Well, Sing Sing Blues was 2002. Yeah, this is telling me 2003. Yeah, my I information. Say, I haven't got And uh, I think it should have been a massive crossover hit, you know? I, I reckon if they'd had, you know, maybe more touring or if they did have an album after this, that they could have gone places, you know? I think they were on the way to being huge. Yeah, I, I read a thing about it. They got offers from a lot of labels, and they chose the one where they knew the guy would probably follow them, but was uh, would actually push them, but mm. wasn't actually probably the biggest label. They yeah, thought right. they would get you know signed to a label that would forget about them straight away and too big to care. Whereas they yeah. were a smaller offshoot off a major label that would care, but perhaps didn't have the clout. So. Yeah, well, I guess it's good then that, you know, like, geez, what did I say? 2016, maybe. So that's 13 years after the album came, album came out. And I'm a massive fan now. I, I like this album, many repeats. The one before, um, Sing Sing Death House, that's in there. I haven't heard that. It's fucking way my, heavier. You mind smelling my coffee? Do you want me to smell your coffee? Can you smell my coffee? 
Um, hang on a minute. Lean over a bit further. Okay. Does, yeah. it smell like, well, does it smell like Eric pissed in it? It smells kind of herby. Uh, I'm not getting any hints of urine. Eric, Eric? did you piss Eric. on my coffee? Eric. Yeah, well, he's. It's hard for him to nod because he's currently got a, a belt around his neck. He's in the in the cupboard in the back of the studio there. Mm. I think he's um he's trying to Michael Hutchins himself there, but he looks like he's having a good time. Well, we should have hired the Asian. This is mm. anyway. Would have would, would have been efficient. It would have been a lot better to be honest. <laughs> God. Enjoy yourself, Eric. Yeah. yeah mm. I don't think you'll last long. I <laughs> think we'll get a replacement shortly. Um Hey, have you seen any of their live stuff on the YouTubes? I think it's pretty good. Like I, I just watched The Hunger at the Reading Festival where uh she yeah. is wearing another pair of tight pants that are um kind of got a plan. She wears them well. You sexist pig. I was admiring her as a woman and that that was her opinion that she should be wearing plaid pants that are quite tight and you can see her belly button hey i appreciate um the lord's work thank you lord, mm-hmm. appreciate lord. Mm-hmm. yeah sweet uh, uh what are we at we got five minutes left what do we do with I, these things well i heard um the latest tidbit I heard from a little bit of gossip is that, okay, she split up with Josh Holmes after 13 years of marriage and, I don't know, three or four babies. Mm. And uh, she was with some other dork. I don't know who he is. But apparently um, they were accusing Josh Holmes of grabbing him by the ankles and hanging him off over the railing of the first story of a building. It sounded like, like a commando. completely made-up story. Yes, he's not commando, is mm. he? <laughs> um, yeah, it sounds like it got quite ugly. Apparently, Josh Holmes went to rehab uh, during the after their marriage because he's got alcohol mm. and drug abuse. She's got a type. She's got a type, and uh, she's on. You, you know what it sounds? Sorry. It sounds like what you and I are missing from our musical careers is copious amounts of um, drug issues. It seems to be a common theme. With great mm. artists. Well, we both took um, a ton of drugs, but never had any problems, did we? No. Well, it was just paracetamol. Is that what you were taking? Mm, yeah. She she had heroin right from the beginning, apparently. Uh, heroin and then wow. Jesus. Tough life. Stay off drugs, kids. Stay off drugs. Don't have a yeah. successful musical career. Get a West West Wing. Start a podcast. That's where all the money is. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, I don't think people really listen to music quite so much anymore. No. They just listen to people talk about shit for hours. That's great. You feel like you've got friends, but you, you don't. Have you seen that there? It's like, been like listening rates are going down. Music's just not popular anymore because people are busy learning the dances yeah go learn how to dance on the tiktoks that's right if you wanted to rot a country from the bottom up you'd do it through social media so you know 
whoever the spy whoever the bad country is at the moment that's giving the world social media they're going to win because all the youth of all the what do we call ourselves western countries we're fucked these kids on tiktok none of them are going to be able to run a country Mm. yeah this is what happens when you hand out participation trophies Mm. turns out that was a bad idea <laughs> yeah seems and so kids weren't bullied enough that's my opinion too oh, like, get bullied, oh there's, there's still bullying it just it's gone up a notch actually from what I've seen like <sighs> it's fucking brutal now and you don't like back in our day you could just go home and it was all good and then you could go back to school and get bullied now you, you can't you know you go home it's in your pocket it's on your computer all that bullshit but fuck all that wank um how do you rate this in the face um yeah i'd give it an eight and yeah i'm gonna give it eight pairs of pants brody changing (laughs) into them 16 yeah um i'm gonna i'm gonna give it 10 guttural screams out of 10 i can't fault it it's just it's that good people Go and put a it pair on. Pair of pants is one item of clothing. So is each mm. leg a pant? And together the pants. I guess you're correct. Yeah. Oh, let's go with that. I'm not sure if you ever thought about that before. Mm. A pant makes sense. Is there any shit pant. songs? None. Ah, uh, no. Nah. None. Except for death, sexy bed, whatever it for is. For me, yeah, that's probably because it's not really a song, but I get I get the emotion and the thought behind it, so I can't fault it. I think it's almost a perfect album. It's it's easily in my top ten of all time, which is unexpected because I'm more of a folky, um, shit music kind of guy, <laughs> and I really like this album. I really do. Thanks, Brody, Dale, in all seriousness. Quality yeah, the myth work. paid off. Yeah. Well, whatever you were on at the time, it was glorious. And uh, yeah. get back on it pants. and do it again. Are we allowed to say yeah. it? Uh, Eric, get your finger out of it. Well, I think he's done. I think he's done. Let him uh, finish. He's done. All right. A mess now. Uh, producer Eric. Well, are you going to end the episode, Eric? What the fuck are you doing? Push the button, Eric. Pass out on the console. Push push it, Eric. He's a fucking idiot. He hasn't done it yet. Well, look, maybe next episode we'll have someone new. All right? Pretty sure. Push the button, Eric. Eric! God damn it!